Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Emily logged how many episodes of League of Their Own? Uh, five. Five, five episodes. episodes of League of Their Own. She's, she says it's good, Slee. Can I turn you on to that? I know you were lukewarm <laughs> to it uh, when we talked about it on Friday. I don't think I could do five episodes. I need, Eight episodes uh, long. I need. What made you punt after five? Why not? Well, that, I had at to that fall point, asleep. you're cl- oh, you were okay. It was late at night. <laughs> it was late at night. So, um, let me just sell it a little bit to you. So, it's not an exact shot for shot remake. It's the same concept. So, it's like women in the World War II going to play baseball have the same teams, but all the characters are new. Everybody's new, and some of the things that were undertones, uh, let's just say, in the original, are now give me an example to the fr- forefront. Of uh, an, undertone. an undertone, yeah. Uh, there's a lot of gay women in this. In this. Oh, okay. So that's what the undertones were okay. of the original. And then, um, but really good actress, good comedians is great. I'm excited for Better Call Saul tonight. It is the series finale. Oh, that's it. It's it. This is the last one. Then you're gonna have to go relive it on Netflix or wherever it decides mm-hmm. to live after yep. uh, its life on Netflix. What do you want to have happen? I mean, we, none of us have seen it, so we can speculate. Do, do you want to see him get picked up by the cops? Do you want to see him get, you know, shot? Do you want to see him? Uh, um, because Emily said, we were talking about this this morning. She said something really interesting. You go through that series. Um, everyone gets killed except for Jesse, who escapes to Alaska, right? It's speaking, Taylor, like did you Taylor. see Jesse up there when you were uh, knocking around Anchorage? But no one's had to, like, pay the price as far as go to jail and do the time. Do you want to see Saul go to jail? Do you want to see him get away? Do you want to see something terrible? Like, so what I, are you looking for? I don't typically, and this is probably on purpose, I don't try to, like, predict what I think is going to happen just as far as the outcome. I think Better Call Saul is a perfect example of this. I kind of like, I've been thrown off. Especially this season, I've been really thrown off of what's happening, why it's happening. I mean, there are some things you just know based upon uh, Breaking Bad and what, you know, the the storyline that goes with Breaking Bad. You know who's going to survive, who's not going to survive. This specific season, I love kind of being blind to everything. The, the, The episode you told me, oh, this one's really good. Fantastic episode. Taking out people that I really weren't expecting to get taken out kind of curveballs out of nowhere. I have a feeling it's impossible Better Call Saul does not end with some type of a bang. Oh, for sure. So I think whatever. Can you predict it? You definitely can. But, man, I, I, anytime I try making predictions on certain – I'm so off on all, a lot of these that I'm looking forward to kind of not knowing I think that's the anything. hardest part, right? That it, it, to create a universe like that is incredibly challenging. To create compelling characters like Walt and Jesse and Saul and Mike, the, the whole thing. To create that whole f- – alternate universe is an incredible achievement of creativity and imagination but ending it is always the hardest part and endings are almost always unsatisfying breaking bad was a great ending. it was a great ending it was a great ending i couldn't agree with you more the the el camino the movie was a satisfying conclusion to that particular story um i don't have any doubt that it's going to be awesome i have no idea what it's going to be i i I'm rooting for him. He's a bad, 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 bad guy. 
I want to see him get away. Because you like the Jimmy part of it. You don't I, like the Saul part of him. You like the Jimmy. Yeah, maybe. Maybe that's even, what it is. Even if you say he's a bad, 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 you know, all that, there's just enough good in him, too, that you feel like, which, which by the way. I blame Chuck. By the way, the <laughs> the rooting part of it all, I'm with you on. Like, just this, yeah, let, let's make sure that he ends up a certain way. But who knows? Maybe they just okay, kind of shock us with something random. I lost all the goodness of the G- Jimmy Jean Saul character at the end of last episode. Because he almost did K- something. Careful, careful. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Did you think he was going to do it, by the way? Because I did. I, I did. I did, too. So I well, was like. he was going to. Ah, he could have. Had he wanted to, he still could have. Um, He didn't he need to can. at that point. But he could have ended it before it went there. And he chose not to. No, I think he had the option there. He had the but option. I have a feeling that someone is going to go to jail. I think that and it's not going to be at like the end of the it's not gonna be like the final thing that happens. I think it's gonna happen early on and it's we're gonna see that person in jail for a bit and then they're gonna get out by some way. So what yeah. do we do like after this ends, which it'll be you know, it'll be over here in less than twelve hours. Um We've been dealing with characters from this universe for how long did you say, Emily? The Gilligan universe, 14 years. 14 years. You've had one of these characters in your life. and one. Do you just kind of say, okay, that was cool, and find the next thing? Or do you want to see them pull one other person out of that universe and have a whole other story? Because, again, Emily and I had a nice conversation about this today. The vet in Better Call yep. Saul, having his own, like, what, what's that guy's deal? That what, why, why do people come to him? Why is he the hookup? That would be fascinating. I'd do the vet show. Man, can you – I will say this. I remember when Better Call Saul, when the idea and the concept was coming out, it's like, all right, but it's impossible for you to hang with Breaking Bad, right? Like it's impossible for you to put something together that is – look, Breaking Bad – and I don't know how good Better Call Saul is doing. I have no idea. I don't it's know if well. it's incredibly popular. Maybe it's just popular in our circles. Breaking Bad was at it was a level – It a cultural phenomenon. Absolutely. Yeah. So the fact that they've had this much success with it, I was I, I I definitely had my doubts that they could have this much success with it to do it again to come up with something else to have another character that they never. But you've follow got the same crea- if you have the same creative forces because well I, I I don't have I don't have as much doubt now right yeah, because yeah. I just saw them do it. Well, think about it. The they're very different. They're they're set in the same but. Breaking Bad's more of a thriller than anything else. Yeah. That are they going to get away with it? Are they going to get killed? Who's yep. going to get killed? How are they going to get away? Blah 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 blah. This one, the Better Call Saul, is far more intellectual. It's, it's a character it, study of one person. Yes, yeah, and and it's it's much more nuanced. It's much more subtle. And it gives there you are just big moments. Oh, for sure. The the for moments. sure. Yeah. And and it's not nearly as menacing and as scary. So I don't know if it'll have as terrifying an ending as Breaking Bad did. I like all the freezing cold takes of people with the article, like, why the better the Saul reboot won't work, why all this stuff won't work, and it's, I just, I love proving them wrong. Vince Gilligan is amazing, and yeah, he's from Virginia. There you go. A UVA, or like he's from the state of Virginia? No, he's from the state of Virginia. He went to VCU. That's a pretty big state. There's a lot of people over there, Emily. I'll claim him. I mean, George Washington, right? Yeah, he's one of those guys. I'll claim him, too. There you go. You get him. ESPN Radio is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. So um, how much of the – and by the way, you can say not much because I think Kirk, Emily, Taylor, myself are the only people that watch the entire Rams game. How much of it did you get to see? Saw the first, let's say quarter plus. I think fourteen, fourteen. I stopped watching. Okay, that, but no, actually the first half. Okay, first so half. You, you saw the first half. 
NFL preseason football games are terrible. They're terrible. Nice to have on in the background, okay? I'll tell you that. They are, but I'm talking about the quality of play mm-hmm. and the crispness of play. By the time you get into the second and third quarters, the game is a free-for-all. It's sloppy. There's penalties, and there's stupid penalties. Guys are lined up wrong. They're jumping off sides, blah, blah, blah. It's just the, the games deteriorate into a giant hot mess. The Rams committed two penalties in that game for a grand total of 10 yards. The Cowboys, in their game on Saturday night, had 17 penalties for 129 yards. And these guys that are playing in the third and fourth quarter of these games, in the Cowboy game and the Rams game, they're very it's very unlikely that any of them end up playing in the NFL this season, right? They're going to get cut. They might end up on some practice squads, but they're not going to be a part of what they do. But Sean McVay has hammered in such this this culture of professionalism, of adulting that we've talked about with the Dodgers that – Aaron Donald's going to do it the right way. Stafford and Cup, mm-hmm. they're all going to do it the right way. All the assistant coaches are going to be buttoned up and do it the right way. So you've got some guy who might be driving a beer truck in two weeks, playing really good football in the fourth quarter of a football game that no one's watching. It just speaks to how how incredibly sharp they are at every last little thing that they do because that was a really good football game. So there is – it's not a surprise. How many penalties to the Cowboys have? You said 17? 17. Chargers had 9 or nine. 10? Okay. So that's probably more the norm in preseason, right? No, no, it's preseason. Sure. These guys are figuring some stuff out. They'll get their timing down. You hope by the time week one comes, week two, week three, that these teams have cleaned it up. And that that's not always the case. You're always going to have teams that are just awful when it comes to penalties. But when you describe there is this – culture that you walk into this is a bad example but it's the best i can do you could be you can be somebody somewhere else working for a company and that company is in disarray and you kind of follow that culture of the company that's in disarray and then you could take that one employee from the company that is working for a company that is in complete disarray and bring them to a company that has their eyes dotted and their t's crossed and all of a sudden that new employee that came to that company that has all the structure in the world is now um, starting to kind of act like all the other employees that are under structure. That's really what the Rams are, right? Like the Dodgers, I know we've talked about this as a good example. Somebody could be with another organization not having success. All of a sudden they come to the Dodgers and things just are a little bit different. Sure, That's from the top to your front office, kind of trickles its way down. So when you say they had two penalties in a preseason game um, where other teams are out there with nine or 17 or whatever the case is, I guess it's not a complete shock that that's coming from the Rams, but that's still pretty damn impressive. Look at the teams that had the nine. Are the Chargers a disciplined group of people? Let's just go for it again. (laughs) Let's just go for it again. No, I'm telling you, the the answer is no, you don't think of the Chargers as, hey, everyone's pulling that rope in the same direction. You You don't think of that. Are the Cowboys a disciplined group of people? No. No. Do they have a ton of good players? Yeah. Do the Chargers have a ton of good players? Yeah. Do the Rams have a ton of good players? Absolutely they do. So what's the difference? There's discipline, there's structure, there's culture, there's leadership. There's these things that, no, no. And and it's not just Sean McVay. He's the one that started it because a lot of these guys were here and and it wasn't like this. But if he can get Aaron Donald on board, because Aaron Donald is a self-starter and discipline, it just, it runs right on the line. You can't be the eighth string guard and be jumping off sides all over, but you're gone. You don't, you don't last here. You can go do that for the Cowboys in the preseason. They don't care. There's this meme of Mike McCarthy as it's happening when they got their 17th, just kind of like throwing his hands up in frustration. Dude, that's your fault. 
Because if it's acceptable in your universe. It's acceptable in Brandon Staley's universe to have a bunch of these penalties along the way. And it's not just that the penalties, it's what they represent. It's not that you jumped offside. It's that there's no Are you organized or are you not? Yeah. You know, and I think, I think that has a lot to do. No, you, you mentioned that to me this morning. I, th- I thought it was interesting. Listen, it tells part of a story. It's a freaking preseason game. It's just preseason game number one. You know what could happen this weekend when they play again? It could They could have... 11 uh 11 penalties mm-hmm. that can happen it's just it's not a surprise to me that if you said hey look i'm not going to tell you who the teams are there are three teams that played this weekend one was incredibly disorganized the other one was a little bit less disorganized and the other one was played really good Clean, solid football crisp. and it was the cowboys the chargers or the rams I think we could guess the first one, and I think the other one would be a toss-up. Bryce Wolford didn't play. I, I, I was a little surprised not to see him at least go out there for a series or two. Bryce Perkins well, played the whole game. Why do you think he didn't play? Because I, I am. I think the, a lot of the conversation so far has not been, as far as training camp goes, is Stafford going to be ready? How's his shoulder? Uh, will he have a, some time during the season where you miss him for three to four weeks? So you just assume that he's going to get some rest. I, I I think the answer is the same for both questions, right? Should he have played and why didn't he play are the same reason because of the elbow, right? That Stafford's elbow. Sean McVay clearly thinks that he's ready to go or else he would have played him in the preseason. But I also think it's like, look, I may need this guy sooner than later. We can't play him in the preseason. Look what happened Mm -hmm. to Zach Wilson with the Jets. I can't put him out there because typically you're back up. You you know, you're a play away all the time, obviously. But I... There's a better than average chance I'm going to have to put this guy in the game. Bryce Perkins got himself an NFL job on Saturday night. Hmm. That guy looked fantastic. Emily, was he at UVA while you were there? He was. He was um, the the quarterback my senior year and then the year after I left. He's really good. I, I've watched There's some great highlights. He's a good scout QB because he can be that running quarterback for them in um, practice. For sure. I, I don't disagree with that. But the, the difference is, is he – there are 64 quarterback jobs in the NFL, right? 32 teams, two spots on each team. You can't tell me there are 64 better guys than him. No bleeping way. I've seen these guys. He was in complete control of what was happening. He's accurate. He, like Emily said, he can move. He can get out of trouble. This is not a guy that is going to be buried on a practice squad again. They're going to have to put him on the roster or somebody's going to Well, I was going to say that uh, when you get a chance like that to kind of show, listen, I got somewhat of a skill set. I could be a backup for somebody else in the league. But it also shows a little bit of depth there for the Rams that maybe we didn't even know there was another guy that can. Is that the one that for them. The, the one that jumps out to me the most when you when you get those guys that look, Bryce Perkins will not quarterback the Rams this year unless something really weird mm-hmm. happens. Mm-hmm. Something really weird to have to happen. But when you're looking at those sorts of dudes, it's always does he look scared or not? Does he look a pitcher who comes in mop up role, major league debut, second outing, whatever? It's it's nine to three. The game's already been decided. Yeah. How big are your eyes? How hard is your heart banging in these situations? Or at least can you conceal it along the way? Dude didn't look scared at all. By the way, isn't that kind of the difference with a lot of these athletes? It's not skill. A lot of them have the same skill set. It's kind of mentally. No, no, I'm comfortable in this situation. And the guys that are less successful are the ones that drop in that pass when they get that opportunity or that throw is a little bit high when they get that opportunity. Does Jared Goff look like he's completely comfortable all the time? No. Mm-hmm. Right? And, and I don't mean that. Jared Goff went to the Super Bowl. He's he's a fine NFL quarterback. But there were times like, um, dude, calm down. Mm-hmm. We're, we're all right. Bryce Perkins out there like, what? 
It's just a totally different mindset. I love seeing it. All right, a uh, little bit of the Lakers schedule um, leaked Leaking over out the weekend. Yep. We got Christmas. We got opening day. And yet an interesting theory on what it means that the Lakers are on the road for both of those times. Uh, that's coming up next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Went for a walk yesterday down in the uh, Dana Point Harbor. Yep. Susan and I went, got up a little early and went down there and kind of was knocking around a little bit. Um, I had on, I have an SC t-shirt. I don't know. I've probably worn it in here at one point or another. Um, it's just a red SC t-shirt that says Trojans on it. That's it. Um, Fight on. So, I'm not kidding you. Three different people, and we walked for, I don't know, 45 minutes, yeah. half an hour. Yeah, yeah, 45 minutes, I guess. Three different people. Fight on. Can't wait for the season to start. Yep. Can't wait to see it. Can't wait to see it. Yep, the little victory, right? Mm-hmm. The I've worn that T-shirt dozens of times out in public over and over. Nobody ever says a word. So, to your point about yeah. it kind of being in the zeitgeist the way that it hasn't been in a really long time, if, if that's any indication – nobody ever says anything about that shirt. I got three different, hey, can't wait for Lincoln Riley. What do you think about him going to the Big Ten? Like, uh, do I I know who you are? Why are we talking about this? Chances you don't wear that shirt anymore just to not have that interaction. (laughs) First person that did it to me, I didn't know what was going on. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm coming. It's, it was a woman. He's like, and, fight on. You're like, fight for life. She, she, like, I, I see her look at me. Uh-huh. She smiles at me. Yep. And, and, and she's like, fight on. And mm-hmm. I'm like. What, did what? you do? Oh, did the, you the do shirt? Just because, like, you didn't, you weren't prepared. Did you do like Buckham horns or <laughs> yeah. gig them? Yeah, gig them, Aggies. Yeah, no. I the, the, by the by the you second and third no time, idea what to I do. was up for it. Yeah, but they're they're starting to get a little uh, little bit of traction. Are you at USC's campus? Uh, like, no, no. Like, I mean, it was. I, I'm not kidding you, I've, Emily. I've worn that shirt thirty, forty times. Well, they're in relevant my life. again. But they haven't played yet. What if they come out okay. and they're 0-2 to start? Right. Can I tell you That's something? That's not going to happen. Think, think about this. Eh. Think about this. A squad that has not played a game yet. Nothing. They haven't played a game with Lincoln Riley. And from the moment that they got him and that presser that they held at USC and when he's saying just get ready for the Coliseum again, it's back, and then just kind of go through the entire offseason, the transfers that came, the um, the preseason, I think preseason got them like 12 or 13, something along those lines. The Pac-12 deciding or them deciding to leave. There have been so many storylines they haven't played a football game. So you're not wrong of saying, but they haven't played a football game. 
but damn, that offseason, it's almost the equivalent of an NBA team or a Major League Baseball team going to make acquisitions and getting a new coach, and then there's all this hype, and they haven't played a game yet. Do you guys do this? I don't know if I have, like, a, I, I've got some Rain Man qualities about me that I just can't shake, that I, I count random things as I'm just moving through my days. Um, there are more Rams people out there than have ever been before. Because, like, when you go on those walks, right? Okay, that's a Rams yeah. shirt. Okay, that's Raiders. And I'm just getting back. I, I can't help myself. I can't stop doing it. All right, that walk, uh, the most I saw the Raiders the most, or I saw the Rams the most. I still don't see a ton of SC stuff. The Rams are still at the top. I, I don't know if that has anything to do with anything at all other than my weird brain counting things as we move through the day. But it was a, it was a totally different dynamic that I haven't had with that shirt ever. Even at SC games, people aren't throwing up the fight on stuff. I think there's legit excitement, right? Like, I think there is – they're going to have to cash it in and see what happens. But I think there is legitimate excitement, and it hasn't been there in so long. That probably has something to do with it as well. All right? right. Like, it's been it's been a while since they've had any success. ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. Say when you bundle your auto, home, or motorcycle insurance, visit Progressive.com. Um, when does the, – the whole schedule comes out. Is it middle of this week? So, I I, I thought the, the delay – because there has been delays in it, at least I, I think there has been, and mm-hmm. part of it was they wanted to kind of see what's going to happen to KD. Because you don't want to oh, have right. Brooklyn on a nationally televised game. Well, they're not on Christmas. And then they're rebuilding and, and everything else. Um, so I, I think soon. So maybe it's maybe it's middle of this week, something like that. The uh, portions of the schedule leaked. So we know that the Brooklyn Nets are not on a, a Christmas game. The Lakers will play the Dallas Mavericks on Christmas. The yep. Lakers will open their season against the Golden State Warriors. Um, what do you? You said it. Both of those games are on the road, right? Yeah. Okay. So yeah, both on the road. You you had an interesting theory about that. Well, I, listen, I think it says something. Um, maybe I'm looking too much into it, but I, I don't think I am. The Lakers are obviously the Lakers, so they're going to get these nationally televised games. I mean, last year they were, I think, 40, 41 games between TNT, ESPN, and NBA TV. 41 games. 40 or 41 games are nationally televised. So that's going to happen with the Lakers. But I I think there's – to start the season out on the road against the Golden State Warriors, and they're getting their – you know, obviously they're getting their ring ceremony, that's actually – that's a cool thing to see that just the mere fact that the Warriors are going to get their rings and the Lakers are a part of it, all that stuff. But this is the Lakers starting the season on the road Christmas. I don't know how many games in a row. And, and maybe I'm, I'm just, uh, maybe I'm forgetting about this. Lakers play a lot of their games right here at crypto um, for the Christmas game. I think it also kind of says something to where the Lakers are, that the game's not here, that it's in Dallas, that, you know, maybe you don't, you're going to get the shine because you're on a nationally televised game. But you also don't get the convenience of having the game here at Crypto. We're going to do it in Dallas against Luka. Certain teams, I think it kind of shows where the Lakers kind of are right now in the class of the NBA. Um, when the Lakers were coming off an NBA championship, there's probably a lot of those slots at the schedule that most of them are here at Crypto mm-hmm. on some of those key marquee games. At least for this year, there's a couple marquee games from what we know, opening night and for Christmas. Lakers will be on the road for both of those. The Lakers are such a fascinating thing because those games could turn out to be really interesting, really fun, good, competitive, you know, important games. Yeah. You know, the opening night, who knows? Because, you know, it could, even if you lay an egg, it doesn't mean that you're going to have a bad season. But by the time you get to Christmas, you have a decent idea of whether the team's, you know, in the mix or not. Yeah. It could be a great game. It could be, hey, this could be a Western Conference Finals matchup or certainly a playoff series matchup. Um, 
or it could be a yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this that, is, is, is that not, not working. Is again. that not the Lakers in general right now? It's the whole thing going into it. Yeah, I think that's the Lakers right now. Um, I think there's still so many. If I told you that the Lakers last year they went 33 and 49, okay. If I said, "Hey, Trav, fast forward a year, the Lakers went 33 and 49 again," how surprised would you be? Very. Very. Yes. Okay, what if they went 49 and 33? I would be mildly surprised. You'd be more surprised that they're 16 games yes. below but, 500 yes, than over 500. 100%. And we might we might find ourselves in the middle of that. Yeah, that that's what I think is the most likely result. I think they're a, something in the middle is a, probably more likely. They're, they're, I think they're going to be good. I don't think they're going to be great. I don't think they're going to win a championship. What's, okay, but what what's good to you? So forty five wins, something somewhere in there. Forty five, so slightly wins, better than five hundred. So six games, something like yeah, that. Sli- over slightly better than five hundred. By the way, that's what that six eight games, whatever it is. That's an okay gauge. I, put it to you this that's way: that's an okay gauge. I, you know, I want to change my answer. I want to change my answer. I think the Lakers will win nearly 50 games, somewhere in that 47, 8, 9, 50 range, because it's all predicated on Anthony Davis like we know, but they should not be as bad as they were last year. They should be a better team. I expect LeBron to be LeBron. You can't be worse than last year. I I wouldn't think so either. I don't don't think that they're going to tolerate another season like that from Russell Westbrook. He either needs to be a lot better and do things differently, or he Mm -hmm. just won't play. I think that will help. Um, Yeah, I, I think that they'll win somewhere between 47 and 50 games. If they won 47 games, no, if they won 50 games, they'd be a five seed. I don't think they'll be that high. I, I, actually, I, about I, that, right that 45 me. number to you, that 45 number, is, it's, that's not a bad number. If you're 45, 46, 47, you're about a seven seed. Remember the, the yeah. off-season rankings they had? Ninth. They had them ninth. And if you're ninth again, you're probably just at 500. You're going to be somewhere around there. What do you think? You you see there, I, I think that's a I think that's a fair gauge. The only thing is, which is a fair gauge. I think in the middle of what I said, thirty three and forty nine, it obviously ain't going to be that, and they're definitely not going to be forty nine and thirty three. That in that middle, that's exactly five hundred is the middle of that. Probably around there, little little better than five hundred. I have a hard time. I I have a really hard time, and and again. This is based on me being optimistic that Anthony Davis is going to be healthy, and it's just me, you know, I mean, it's not my default setting. But if they're five games over 500, I'll take that. If he plays, five, they're going to be games, better than that. Five, if, six games over 500, I'll he, take that. If he plays a full season or, or plays, plays 70 games, they'll win more than 40, 41, 42 games. 70 games is almost the combined total that he's played over the last two years. I know. Look, did you not hear me say that, that I was being optimistic? I yeah. understand that if it's not, it's it's run it back to what we had last year. I understand that the supporting pieces around what they've uh, had last year are not significantly better than what they had. This is an entirely – and an Anthony Davis needs to be healthy there was, optimism. There was something about last year where I think as the season kept progressing, there really wasn't much excitement – I think the roster was so flawed that you could tell even if they felt like they could win a game or even if they felt like they can go on a run, there wasn't this desire. There, It just always felt like, hey, let's just kick the can down the road. We'll be fine. We'll be fine. We'll get into the playing tournament. So I don't know if their record was really indicative of how bad. Like, I don't think they were that bad. I don't think they were a 33-49 and 49 team. So I think that in itself, getting some younger players, AD being healthy, a new coach, a new message, we'll see what happens with Russ. All that I think will play to their advantage. But just to, just to look at this team right out the gate, there's not that many exciting things to look at right now.
This is from Alex Vart 3 It says, uh, my boy Trav, nice and optimistic about the Lake Show. Love it. And then he tags the two of us in there. Yeah, I don't know why. I He's still young-ish. He's still one of the best players in the league. Who are you talking about? AD. Mm-hmm. When, when he decides that he wants to be that guy. And I'm hopeful, hopeful, mm-hmm. that two years of being injured and everyone go, oh, yeah, he's a bum now. That dude comes out there ready to break someone in half. And and, and I, if it doesn't happen now, I don't think that it's going to happen in any meaningful way. So that's why I'm optimistic. It has to happen for him. If it doesn't happen for him this season, his career you're, takes you're, a, a really different turn. You're... Your points on it sell me a little bit. They do. Like they, that, I, I, I see. I've kind of fell into this trap the last two years. What was it? It was uh, Kendrick Perkins that said that he thinks AD is going to be the MVP this year in the NBA. And I'm like, Perk, I, I fell in that trap two years in a row. But I do think the circumstances upcoming season. This is kind of – it's not it for Anthony Davis. The guy's going to continue to get paid, all that stuff. But there's something to this year for AD, right? Like if you go three years in a row playing half the season and being unimpactful when it comes to um, the the success of the Lakers, that's a long sample size. If the vast majority of his Laker career is met with incredible disappointment, that's a huge problem, and he knows it. And and it's it's bad for his legacy. It's bad for everything that comes along with it. He has to have a big year. Not he has to have a big year. I got a question for you. We do it eleven forty five after Factor Cap. So, the second game of the year for the Lakers is against the Clippers. The second game of the year. I want to just kind of get your thoughts on this, and we get Laker fans' thoughts too. Is there still buzz between the Lakers and the Clippers? It's a good question. It's a good question. I it, There was for a really long oh, time. Yeah. It was a hot deal. All right. Factor cap is coming up next. Forgiveness, not permission, right? It's coming up. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Hey, guys. I've especially been thinking a lot about the finale of Better Call Saul today because I had the season finale of Westworld last night, and it was terrible. It was absolutely so bad. And so I just I have, I have a lot of trust in Vince Gilligan and Peter Gould, but uh, I'm definitely going to be on my toes tonight. I can't wait. I, I, I can't remember the last time I was fired up for a tv show in real time right, right. like i i will be honest i got to better our uh um why am i blanking break it bad late yeah right like I, I had to get caught up so it had ended by the time i was there this is the first time in the moment where i've been hanging on it week to week to week 
going to be great. It's going to be great. All right. So um, I saw this uh, video going around social media this weekend, and uh, it's this guy. It's at a bar. Um, so I want you guys to put yourself in, this, in his shoes. You've had a little bit to drink. Bar, the kitchen is closed, so you can't get any food at this bar. And you see a Hot Pocket vending machine. <laughs> so you would get Hot pocket, Pockets from a vending machine at a bar. Travis, Patrick Cap. Cap. Yeah, I, I can wait. I, 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 I like to eat, and I'll eat some crappy food. I'm not above that, but Hot Pockets are really, really gross. And I just can't. I know that they're, you know, they sold eight trillion of them. I, uh, I can wait till we can Uber through a drive through line somewhere, get home, order a pizza. I, I, could, I could abstain from the Hot Pocket. It, by, by the way, yeah. that's kind of the perfect vending machine food, right? Because they last forever. As long as there's a microwave somebody, you can warm that thing up. But they're, they're just, I can't do it. All right, first off, why you got to go at Hot Pockets like that? Because they're gross? No, they're not gross. <laughs> Hot Pockets are freaking, that's a delicacy right there. When's Hot Pockets are delicious. A long time ago. <laughs> long time ago. Uh-huh. But Where, every time I used to have, I'm How not much kidding. had you I'm smoked not, or had to drink the I'm, last time I'm not kidding. One. As a kid, Hot Pockets, like I still remember Hot, Poc- Hot Pockets in such detail. I thought they were freaking delicious, and I'm not kidding. Put some hot sauce on those as well. The problem is you're going to burn the roof of your mouth, or you're just going to get a bite of something frozen. <laughs> it's one of the two, right? You can't really find that. little that. sleeve doesn't really do the trick. Sleeve does nothing. <laughs> that sleeve does nothing. I'm not getting it at a bar, but I am not against a good Hot Pocket. What about against it What about if you're like at the airport and everything's closed, you're there late? These. They sell these there? I don't know. Vending machine uh, with Hot Pockets, you wouldn't get it there? I would never put, put it to you this way. I mean, I like green eggs and ham right here. Like I want to eat a Hot Pocket On a train, <laughs> on a plane, in a box with a fox, yeah. I will not eat a Hot I'm, I'm good. I've, I've, <laughs> I've, I've uh, outlived my Hot Pocket so sweet spot what of in my the, life. what of the frozen foods do you like? Is there a frozen food yeah, that you like? For instance, yeah. like I'm not going to lie. I would go to a 7-Eleven and get like a 7-Eleven burrito out of there. Like I'll do that. I'd do that a 10 out of 10 times before I'd do a Hot Pocket. I'll do both. Taylor? <laughs> okay, well, there's got to be a microwave around, so I figure by yeah, the time- Yeah, there's a microwave right next to it in the, in the video. Okay, by the time you pop it in the microwave, two minutes, and then you got to wait for it to cool down. The whole so bar smells like- Yeah, you got to wait for it to cool down so you don't burn your mouth. Yeah. In that time, I could have walked down the street and got you know a slice of pizza or something. But just imagine doing the sprinkler in the middle of the dance floor right. with a Hot Pocket 100%, 100%. in your hand. 100%. All the ladies will flock to you. Cheese going Ugh. everywhere. She's going everywhere. <laughs> All right. So um, this came out uh, that uh, Ryan Reynolds uh, bought a soccer team, uh, Wrexham, without telling his wife, Blake Lively. So he spent a lot of money to Do buy you know into much? this. Uh, I think a couple mil. Okay. Uh, I'm not sure the, of the numbers, though. So uh, I'm going to ask just to Travis and Alan, since you guys are the two in the long-term relationships, you have made a large decision without consulting your partner first. Travis, factor cap. Cap. Not, not, no. I mean, give, give me a definition of large, and, and, but I'm almost- Car, po- no, house. No, 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 uh, no. Where to live. No, 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 no. Babe, no. I took a job in Florida. <laughs> yeah, no, no. All, all Hit of me back. Things, it's a text. All of the, I'm trying to th- so I'm trying to think, Emily, of like the most expensive thing I've ever bought myself or, or for the household that yeah. would just kind of just pull the trigger on Clubs. it. Clubs. Yeah, probably something like that. Probably a golf club here or there. There's a few hundred bucks along the way. But no, I'm that. That's one of those things that. Okay, here you ready for my uh, marital advice, Lee? Yeah. Tra- Travis Rogers on marriage. Dun, 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 dun. If your 
basic understanding of money isn't kind of in the same ballpark as your partner, you're going to have problems. <laughs> you need to have kind of similar goals with that kind of stuff because if you're just turning around and buying soccer teams or cars yep. without telling somebody, that could be a problem. So I think every day it goes more the other way for me. But, you know, I think I think there's a little bit since you're not married. Uh, yeah, of course. That's totally different. You can you can Do you guys have a shared economic situation where No. Yeah, then it's your money and it's her money. But I but I, I would feel uncomfortable not telling like if I'm really doing something, like if I'm going to go, I don't know. I'm going to go buy a new car. Buy a boat. <laughs> yeah, like something like I'm going to have a conversation about it or and I actually like those conversations you know have you get somebody's feedback or you're talking out loud or she's going to whether she gives advice to it or not but it's not going to be if she says hey I don't want you to do that it's like okay well if I want to do it and I'm still going to do it yeah Sue sorry Kelly doesn't get to go back to her uh, sophomore year of college I decided to chrome the wheels on the car <laughs> I, I, I that's really not going to happen you just decided to buy a USL te- USFL team <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. Well, that I might pull the trigger on I got that a new sound, sound system in the car and yeah. a spoiler not that li- little things all the time big things never all right, guys, so J.J. Watt tweeted out this weekend that uh, he was like, hey, Arizona folks, I encountered ex- something new. There's a rattlesnake in my bathroom. So you would know what to do if you found a rattlesnake in your bathroom. Taylor, Fatra Cap. I would know what to do? Yeah, you would know what to do. I mean, probably walk in there with a shovel and, you Handle know. business? <laughs> that'd be the best bet. You're, you're a woodsman. I, I thought in Alaska you knew how to take down all snakes. Yeah, I said a shovel. All right, Travis. Yeah, run out of the room screaming yep. and call animal control. I, I no way am I getting within a hundred miles of that thing. I I understand that in Southern California there are rattlesnakes everywhere. They're they're everywhere. I get it. But if I we have our house kind of butts up against a hillside, so and the house we had before that we used to get snakes in our backyard frequently. Thankfully, not rattlesnakes, but they would you know two or three times a year you'd see a snake. Yeah. Um, a rattlesnake would scare me to death. Oh, yeah. And if it were in the house, like in the backyard, you can kind of, okay, I get it. It's nature, whatever. In the bath, how the hell did it get in there? Where are the rest of them? Did it mate? Through are the there toilet? eggs in my wall? Through the toilet? All of that. I'd be terrified. So, Taylor, I think you and I understand. You just got to get the bag over its head so it relaxes, <laughs> right? And then eventually you will hold just under the head so that it can't actually do anything, and then put it all in there and close up the bag, and then call. Well, we're not going to make it a, our pets, Lee. Call pest control from there. Call pest control. Uh, They're a thriving species. You can kill that thing, and there's plenty more. <laughs> I, I wouldn't be able boats. to kill it. Would you be able to kill it? Uh, I wouldn't because I'm a chicken, but yeah. if I had the, the masculinity to pull it off, absolutely I would kill it. I like how you said, I wouldn't because I'm a chicken, <laughs> but if I did, yeah, no, I would be able rat- to. No, I, I had it in me. No. I, I'd have to. I yeah, wouldn't go like walking through the desert looking to kill them, but if one was no. in my bathroom, <laughs> that's, that's calling, it. Uh, that's calling Trap a, the rattlesnake alert. a pest control company and telling them, here's the deal. I got a snake inside the house in if you guys can be here. I, <laughs> nice, nicely done. Emily. What if you left and then you went back and it wasn't in there? <laughs> Oh my. That's the worst case scenario. There's a hike I go on occasionally by my house, and there's like a hillside that occasionally has to be maintained, right? And the guys that are on maintaining that hillside, they're wearing what are the equivalent of like hockey goalie pads in this brush because there are so many snakes in there. Damn. Yeah, that's not, I do not. That's a job I do not want. 
No thanks. All right, so uh, this is a submission for my sister, who is, quote-unquote, the MVP of vacation. Uh, so after vacation, she went to New Jersey to, to go to this pig roast of one of her coworkers. Um, so it's big, like barbecue, essentially, a pig roast. She said uh, there was 800 jello shots, and they were crushed by 9 p.m. by this large amount of people at this pig roast. It wasn't my sister killing all, them all. So uh, she said, factor cap, uh, jello shots are the best way to take a shot. Alan, factor cap. I'll go cap. I haven't done a jello shot in so long. They're not bad. Okay. I mean, it's a pretty pretty good way of taking down a shot. It's okay. But if you got to take a shot and you're with a couple of buddies and you're cheersing towards something, you know, so I'm okay with a traditional gimme. I think we we did this last week, whether um, it was a tequila shot or tequila. It, I, I'm not a tequila fan, but if I have to take a shot, I'm going to probably take tequila. Um, I'm okay with doing a tequila shot over a jello shot. Depends on the the, the thing you're talking about. Sure. Sound like you're at a pig roast, is it called? Yeah. Okay, so you're at a pig roast and there's jello. Yeah, I have a few of those. It's not a bad but I'm I'm more of a traditionalist, I'm more of a um classics, shall we say. So I don't know if I need a uh fruit punch jello shot as opposed to a, a little shot of uh, Get some Jameson jello on or your pinky because you have to yeah, brim the cup. Yeah, I don't think I need that. I can Taylor? skip it. I don't know if there's a I don't know if it, it's not the best way. You got to slurp a lot. It's kind of, you know, disgusting, actually. It's so. like eating an oyster. <laughs> exactly the same. <laughs> any any method besides a jello shot is better. Mm. All right. I have one last one for you guys uh, before we wrap. So uh, Lane Kiffin <laughs> kind of joked that he found his punter at a frat party. Um, so if you could be discovered for a skill at a frat party, you would want it to be punting. Taylor, Patrick Cap. It'd be unexpected to all involved, including me. So, yeah, I'll go with punting. <laughs> all right, Trav. Did you see the dude from I, San Diego State? 82-yarder. Yeah, that's a big Matariza, right? He's pretty. I, I'm not quite sure I understand the question, Emily. So if you were uh, in your frat days and you had to be discovered for a skill uh-huh. that you were showing off there, any, any skill, uh-huh. you'd want to be punting. No, cap. I'd want it to be the fact that I can get through a 16-ounce pint of beer in under two seconds. That's the thing that <laughs> I would be demonstrating my prowess at. I, I, I'm not much like Taylor. I am not much of a punter, <laughs> so I, I don't think that's uh, something I'd be discovered I'd from. I'd fall more in the line. I want, I want people to know I have a jumper. Well, if I have a jumper, beer pong might show that I have a little bit of a jumper, that there's some coordination right there. A little connectivity. Get that ping pong ball where you need to. So I'm probably going with that. Kicker, I don't even know how I'm going to show him I'm a kicker. Did you guys see, was it Jordan Reed kicked that uh, field goal or the PAT for the Chiefs? Justin Reed, that's it, yeah. Not only did he, it was nailed it. It was perfect. Like, I I don't know why. Walked off like he's been doing it for 14 years. It was perfect. Like, all of a sudden, like, if I'm that kicker, like, why why do we need that guy? Let's have him do the kicking, and now we can have an extra offensive lineman or safety or something. If I'm the kicker, uh, bye. We can let Justin Reed handle kicking duties. All right, so Slee's question. The Laker-Clipper rivalry. Uh, game two, you said, Al? They play the second game of the second season? Second game, October 20th. Yep. Second game of the season. Is there still a little juice to that Laker-Clipper matchup? That's next. It's Travis Slee, 710 ESPN. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
little late ask Slee. Disc is going back to back today. How many pillows does Lady Slee insist on having on the bed, and how many are actually in use? There's six on there. Are there really? Yeah. That's a lot. I've um, seen more. I've seen less. Six is about, I bet that's about average. That's a lot. It's a lot. I feel like I, it's a lot. Oh, but Al, you've seen it too. Emily, how many pillows are on your bed? Uh, Five. Yeah, she's by herself. I have a I have a long body pillow, and then I have two bigger pillows that are colored, and then two uh, smaller pillows that are white. Are they decorative, or are these for your comfort? Uh, all for comfort, pretty much. Okay. Well, we that used... makes more sense than well, this one goes here, and then this one goes on the outside, <laughs> and this one you need to turn it on its we point. Used... I don't this have any throw pillows. To... Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that that's the crazy part. And they're also we so expensive. We used two. Just two on your bed? We used to. Oh, you two. used to. Yeah, yeah, six. Yeah, yeah now that, that sounds right. <laughs> yeah, so that every right. every night, it's let's take four off. It's fine. And they take up 33% of the room. <laughs> of course right? they do. And then in the morning, it's- Is that for rookies? Put these back on. <laughs> Rook kind of has, Rook just wherever he wants to go. My friend Rook can... has nine different places to sleep. He's, he's running the joint. In a 700 square foot condo. My friends make fun of me because like the one pillow I mostly use like all the time is like- kind of old and very mushy so it's like i like a soft mushy pillow i don't like the hard pillows because they hurt my neck so i like essentially sleeping without a pillow i'm is like what I goldilocks do. I, not hard not soft <laughs> just right yeah. just right there in the middle and don't sleep on that one the body pillow sleep it's nice a little snuggle something to snuggle in the middle of the night yeah, it's nice. it's, it, it is i i i've i've gotten to become just, an old man i just got the i got a visual that i didn't want yeah just you know, curl. I'm a fetal no, position I got, sleeper. I got the visual. Think about when Travis, Travis sleeps, goes yeah. to bed. I'm very. Co- you can say it. And now there's this long pillow. Yeah. That you are hugging yeah. while you're. It gets washed. We have a washing machine. Butt cheeks are hanging out. <laughs> well, maybe. <laughs> Sometimes. Oh Not every day. Not every day. ESPN Take Radio. That visual. Yeah, I'm fine. I. Well, I know you're fine. I'm Susan. talking more to the listeners. <laughs> every morning. Are, uh. God, really? ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. At Progressive, they're making things even easier. They'll help you bundle your home and car insurance together so you can save all both. Bundle today at Progressive.com. Lakers, Clips, Game 2 of the regular season. Um, you, you ask an interesting question if yeah. this, that matchup still has the juice because it really did feel Paul George and Kawhi Leonard against Anthony Davis and LeBron James in the same city, in the same building. They're going to be going at it for Western Conference supremacy for the next several years and crickets ever so, since. Let, let's let's go back to that. You remember that video, Lou Williams and it was Patrick Beverly. I think they were in Vegas for the summer league, and that's when the that's when the trade kind of had gone down. And, um, you know, anyways, it was this excitement of players who are no longer a part of that organization that was like, it's about to go down. That season starts, and there's so much buzz behind the Lakers and the Clippers, just those two franchises. Teams have never faced each other in the playoffs. Season progresses. I don't know if you remember right before COVID. Lakers had a weekend where they beat the Milwaukee Bucks and they beat the Los Angeles Clippers. There was a lot of chatter around the Lakers. They hadn't beat any quality teams. Right before COVID, they beat the Clippers, they beat the Bucks, and then COVID happens. They actually lost a game against Brooklyn, and the next day mm-hmm. um, it, it all goes down uh, with COVID. So you got all this buzz around the two teams, and then you get to Orlando. 
in Orlando, it's like these two teams are finally going to face each other. They're fi- The Lakers and the Clippers are finally going to face With each other. With something super important on the line. Absolutely. A chance to yeah. go to the NBA Finals. They're going to get, the Clippers are going to get further than they've ever gone in their history. And the Clippers oddly felt like the better team at the moment, too. They're up three games to one. Yeah. Against Denver, Denver comes back, wins three games in a row. By the way, all three of those games, they were up double digits against the Nuggets and lost all three of those games. We never got it. It never happened. So the pinnacle of these two franchises going at at each other, the highest point was in the Orlando bubble, and they actually never played each other. And then here we are, fast forward two years later. Kawhi's been out. PG's been out. Anthony Davis has been out. There has been, been there has been no chance for these two teams to collide. The second game of the season for the Lakers is Lakers versus the Clippers. It will be the Clippers opening night, and it is a Laker home game. And I, I'm just, you know, I'm I'm curious that the amount of buzz that these two franchises had around each other that hey, the class of the Western Conference is going to go through one of these two teams. When that started to where we are, where we where we sit today. The Warriors won another championship, mm-hmm. right? The look at kind of some Suns other teams. Suns got to the finals. Suns got to the NBA finals. Dallas the is on the rise. Teams like the Memphis Grizzlies are coming up. Memphis. Dallas is coming up. You know, Denver is a, a good team if they could ever get healthy. It's almost kind of a forgotten matchup. What sucks is that they both came unglued. You know, like at least if you had one or the other, it's it, especially if it's the Lakers, that's obviously the far more a- appealing option. That all right, at least they're in the mix. At, at least they're still playing really good basketball. At least still there's they're still a threat to go to the, the conference finals, the NBA finals, win a championship. They both just took their foots off, feet off the gas. They they both have this. Yeah, they're just not whole. The Clippers have not been whole for an entire season. The Lakers were not whole for the vast majority of la- and to your point. Everyone else got a lot better or or got healthy in the Warriors' case than it is. It, it, and again, I've never had that juice between those two teams because you have one that is the bluest of the blue bloods, and then you've got another guy who's you know, for lack of a better money, he's, he's new money, right? Yeah, you got good players, but can you like do something first? Can you can you show me that this is actually a thing that's going to work for you guys? And they really never have been able to put that thing together. And, and and here we are. It, it just it's it's not a matchup other than they share some geography. It's not a rivalry. It's not something that really gets. I'm much more excited to see the Lakers play the Warriors than I am to see them play that, the Clippers. That's why I bring it up, right? Because the first two games are Warriors and the Clippers, and I I agree with you. I think a lot more people are going to be excited to see the Lakers take on the uh, the Warriors up in San Francisco. I think the only way this narrative changes. The only way the narrative changes is if things happen, that the Lakers are playing a certain way during the regular season, the Clippers are playing a certain way during the regular season, that the match they got to have all their guys, but, both but, teams. But think about it. like At this point, the buzz is not there the way it was a couple years ago. Things are going to have to happen this year. Like you just said, they're healthy. They have matchups against each other. You're like, hey, that was a pretty good game. You look at the standings, and it's, hey, the Clippers are in the third spot. Lakers are six. They could face each other in the first round. Like, we need storylines to get back to that that moment that we were a couple years ago, and that'll be the second game for the Lakers. ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive, they're making things even easier. They'll bundle your home and car insurance together so you can save on both. Bundle today at Progressive.com. All right, um, 
it happened again yesterday. Dodgers are just they're they're so much better than everybody else. But I want to talk about two different Dodger things. Um, number one, the ninth inning is getting scarier and scarier week to week, and that's a huge problem. And there's something that happened on the other side of the country that you need to pay attention to. That's next. It's Travis Lee, seven ten ESPN.